Welcome everybody to RCR podcast number 84, uh, still October, still sober, or is it still sober, still October? Yeah, I'm still sober and it's still October. So that's where we are. Yeah. I mean, I wish I had anything to report in my life, but the only thing that I've been up to is going to the dentist, Yeah, which, you know, it's going to the dentist. What is it really? Um, I was going to the dentist. I mean, it was fine. I normally still louder than me. Oh, wow. much? Now you're you're the right you're the right. I mean, voice. I I am literally eating the microphone right now. I mean, I naturally uh, uh, speak kind of loud anyway. So, but if I eat this microphone, see, yeah, that's different. When I use the old microphone, that's too heavy for a boom. Versus, but I sit back like this. Yeah. Everybody likes podcasts when they keep doing audio engineering <laughs> in the middle of it. Oh wow, my hair's a mess. I need to go to like. I, I need Up a, in the gain. See, that is gain max on this microphone. See, that is, whoa. Yeah, that is way too, okay. So this thing can get high, can get high, can get high. Up in the gain, and we're up in the gain, and we're up in the gain, and we're really upping the gain. Or maybe it's just the levels are all weird with this. Do I need more treble? More treble, more high end. Oh, that is crisp. That is very crisp. Maybe if I just go more treble, more mid, more mid, lots more treble, lots more mid, lots more treble, lots more mid, 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 mid. Say something, Nick. Oh, hey. See, that's crisp. And oh, I, this this is a sure SM56 or something like that. And down, down, down. It's very, th it's very good to project into. But everybody says we sound fine. So I'm going to go back to neutral levels on this. Why, why is it you sound so much better for podcasts and I guess I sound better for like on mic stuff? Yeah, it's the strange congruence of our strengths. Yeah. Well, fix it in post, I guess. Wah, so, wah. Which I'll be doing, which is fun for me. Yeah. Thank you for learning that. So welcome yeah, to thank you RCR podcast me. again. Uh, we took last week off. Uh, so actually stuff could happen. I have uh, stuff to happen. I went, I had jury duty and wow. uh, I got out of it again, again, got out of it. Like dodging bullets like Neo. I, I just put down like I, I am a automotive journalist. So your occupation journalist, your education level masters. Uh, what they did this time is because of COVID, they had instead of having everybody in the little conference room and go over everything, they did everything in the courtroom. So, and we were all spread out over the audience, uh, and um, you know, six feet in between us, um, the judge got up there, did this jury duty is important thing. Um, I think I no, there were some younger people uh, there. Most most of it a pure demographic of this county, like the people just wheeling themselves into their graves. And here there is, they're on jury duty. Um, uh, I, there, there is that bit in uh, the questionnaire that says, are you more or less likely? Uh, are you, that there, there are two questions. Are you, are you more likely to believe the testimony of a police officer because of their, you know, because they're a police officer? And then, then they have the opposite question down below. Yeah. Hmm. So I'm like looking at this and like, I've been a reporter for about 10 years, yeah. including RCR. And my answer, I'm thinking about this is 
I, even though I have friends who are in law enforcement and we have fans of RCR, I'm like, I, from a reporter, I know how the game is played. I yeah. do not. It's less. That's just the rules that we have decided that, that we will play. The, um, the allowances for that profession, we allow the truth to be played out. So yeah. I'm like, look, if I'm a, once a reporter, always a reporter, like I can't turn it off. I'm always deeply skeptical of what the truth is. So, and then when it came around, we had lots of people in the audience, like, like the, both the, the district attorney there, or I guess one of them mm. for the County. Do we only have one or do we have multiple? I don't know. Um, the district attorney asked, is there any, uh, do you, are you more likely or less likely? And not about, I think about eight people uh, raised their hands out, out of the, the mass of us and said they were all more likely. And one person said, I have no, well, like, why, what do, what do they have to gain by lying? And my hand went up. <laughs> they said, are you more or less likely? And I said in a projecting voice, less likely, sir. And why is that? Well, due to the nature of my profession, I have yet to get a straight answer from anybody in law enforcement. Been a reporter for 10 years. And he goes, okay, thank you for being honest. <laughs> and then, and then, you know, they went back into their room and then they came back and said, uh, like they, they announced the following 12 people plus two, 12 plus two, 12 jurors plus two alts. And, uh, I wasn't one of them. And, you know, it, it was probably like a 10% chance. Anybody of us based on the amount of people would be left, but it was an interesting feeling being the only person who said, eh, not to believe them. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's almost like you're being uh, taxed for your honesty or, well, no, the opposite of that actually, because it's like, you're essentially getting out of it for being honest, but you're not, you know, the, the way that some people will lie to get out of jury duty. Like you're, you get out of it by telling the truth. Yeah. Or was that not the reason you were disqualified? Who knows? Who knows? They, they don't really care. Probably they didn't. Maybe they saw, like, I've been writing. When I get my jury summons, I'm like, I am a reporter. You know, part yeah. of it is like jury duders. You're not supposed to talk to police. You don't talk to the media. And I almost want to say in the courtroom as I'm walking in, I am a report media right here. Yeah. Media. How did I get this far? Not supposed to be here. I have a mind that's a tape recorder. You're letting me in this. This is on you. Yeah, I have a shoebox full of press passes to places I've been. <laughs> it's like, just dropping Do it you all. really want, like, I am putting this, I'm putting you on blast. Yeah, you're, you know that there's a reporter here and you're letting them in. So that's probably the real reason, but you know. The media, we are the fourth estate. This dude said, my, bro, my teacher's talking about jury duty right now, which <laughs> I guess, you know, because having the RCR podcast and Zoom on at the same time. Well, can they hear us in the in that classroom? I would guess I his know. mic he's is muted. On his phone yeah. Or a different source. And he's got that, that. That'd be a move for class. You got your headphones in, but secretly it's one. It's it's two different headphones. You just got one in one ear, the other yeah. in the other. Yeah, this has been rough on my uh, nephew because he loves school because uh, he likes the socialization aspect, and mm -hmm. that's cool. But oh, I so jury duty. I was only ever asked one one time, mm -hmm. and then they never asked me again. And it was I was nineteen, and I was in the throes of possibly the worst phase of my anxiety disorder. Mm. And so my psychiatrist wrote me a note and said, uh, "I don't think it would be in." my uh patient's best interest to serve on a jury 
And it was like, okay, that's, eh. And then they never asked me again, even though I feel like I could serve on a jury now, depending on the nature of the case. Like I can't, yeah. I can't do like the OJ trial where they were sequestered for like a year and a half and not like talk to family or friends or watch TV or read a newspaper. It's yeah. like, no, the, the answer is no. You're just going to have to do like a, a, a judge trial. Yep. Yeah. But, uh, mm. yeah, the, uh, there was someone in the regular chat that mentioned, um, if they submit a car to RCR and they're from a town that is like middle of nowhere, podunk town, do they include that town or do they just write the nearest city? I'd write the nearest city. Like if you're willing to drive to that city, cause odds are when we travel, we're traveling to a larger area. That is if we're flying. Yeah. When we drive, it's normally, well, nowadays we're driving to someone's house. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> staying there. Yeah. So like when we go to Pittsburgh, are we really going to Pittsburgh? No, nah, we're going to Millvale. So it's yeah, like yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. That type of thing. You it's know, like RCR, <laughs> RCR. Well, that was me. RCR Muncie, Indiana. I'm like, yeah. what? Actually, no, I flew there. I did drive to Cincinnati, but Cincinnati is a major city. So mm. the Cincinnati, Northern Kentucky International Airport. God, I love this web camera. It always makes me look like I have way more hair than I do. It's got that good contrast. It does. Yeah. And I saw some old pictures of myself that were taken in the right light. Like, I always keep my beard about this length, but in mm -hmm. certain lights, it's very, uh, it's got, you know, when John Hamm has a beard, yeah. it's like <laughs> a carpet. It's yeah. so thick. I love this thing. Like on, on Mad Men, they had to shave him like twice a day because he grew that fast. Yeah. Um, oh, another interesting thing about that trial, like at like the trial, like the odd thing was it, I, I guess it was a, it was a criminal trial, but the, the circumstances surrounding it seemed dubious to me. How so? Like they said it was an, an like it was physical assault, but all the guy did, in my opinion, was he grabbed his girlfriend's purse and like pushed her down. Huh. So it was like a fight or something. Yeah. But why is this guy in court? And then I'm like, Dah. the caveat is that, you know, it was an African-American on trial. Yeah. And as I walked out now, also, I haven't worn a suit since March because that was the last time we were on a plane. Yeah. And I wear a shirt and tie. I dress up nice for a plane. I like, I like the feeling. In fact, I was thinking about getting measured for like a fitted suit before oh. all this went down. Custom made clothes. Of Rick Flair. So, these alligator shoes cost more <laughs> than your whole house. I got it from Michaels of Kansas City. Yeah. I wear a $5,000 Rolex. Now you sit down. I'll I don't know why I'm giving him an accent, but it's just, yeah. yeah. But so, so I got this teacher outfit. I like corduroy. So I got a corduroy blazer. I got some corduroy pants and your average dress shirt and a tie to match. Yeah. And I'm walking in there for jury duty, you know, trimmed up everything, but you know, beards trimmed, everything else is shaved. And like, like the, the, the county court or county court secretary or administrator, whoever is this like, 
he asked me dead serious, like, are you an attorney? He's like, no, I'm for <laughs> jury duty. Hey, you look like one. And I should have fired back. Like, you know, th there's a Swedish word for like, it's called like courage of the stairway or something. It's like translated. It's the thing you wanted to say, but couldn't think of it in the moment. Uh, and I should have said, hey, if you're hiring. <laughs> but I just said, no, I just, it's been a while since I wore a suit and it was a nice occasion to. And he's like, oh, okay. You look like a, look like an attorney. I'm like, thank you. Good. So anyway, I'm walking out of there after, after we're all dismissed. And for whatever reason, like the defendant and his attorney were there, like in the hallway, just hanging out. And the defendant looks me straight in the eye as I pass and says, it's nice to meet you Ooh. as I walk out. It's like, it's, and I just reflect reflexively said, you know, it's nice to meet you too. Like, enjoy your meal. Like, yeah, you too. Yeah, oh, uh -huh. yeah. And I'm like, oh, thanks. And he waved and I waved. And that was that. So. And I remember sitting there and I'm like, you know what? I think the, I think the charges on this guy are overblown a little bit. And I'm, I'm, I'm I, in my head, I'm thinking as, as before all this, as I'm hearing the charges, I'm like, oh, if I get selected, I'm hanging this jury. Uh, <laughs> I am going to, I'm, I'm going to throw a wrench in this thing. Fuck it. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, for me, it depends on the evidence because for one, you don't know if it's like a pattern of behavior. Exactly. And also it's more of a letter of the law thing where even if you think that the charges are mostly um, overblown, yeah. you have to look at the um, specificity of the charges being, uh, yeah. so like the degree of assault that's being offered. And sometimes, you know, the jury will send back a question of like, well, can we consider like a lesser included the lesser included or whatever along those mm -hmm. lines. And um, because the whole idea is that, okay, someone did something wrong, but also it seems like the uh, punishment is not commensurate with the uh, crime itself, which is to say that, okay, if you look at the letter of the law and a crime was committed, then even if I think it's overblown, I would feel duty bound by the law to convict or to vote to convict yeah but we can the jury can always nullify exactly yeah they could and and i think there's something against like you can't actually say jury nullification in a court no it's like it's, like a, it's a super gray area and it's like can you are you willing to follow the judge's instructions like a judge that says you must find this guy and like there's nothing in that that says you have to like the the jury can always say yeah he did it but you know we, we, we vote he's innocent. Yeah. That you know, was a, just ah, screw it. Screw it. Yeah. It's like a 12 angry men type thing. <laughs> just like one like, person. You know, you know, you guys know that I, I am my own boss and RCR is going to make money no matter what. I am willing to sit here and hang this jury. Yeah. <laughs> and there's nothing you can do about that. Yeah. There is like the Joker. You have nothing to threaten me with. Yeah. The only thing I care about is what we're having for lunch. <laughs> Don't you come at me with MSG and all this, you know, yeah. takeout. Yeah. yeah. I'll eat sandwiches all day. This is a county court. <laughs> this is, this, you know, I got cheat codes on and I will die on this hill. Yeah. I have infinite lives on and I will <laughs> die on this hill. Uh, mm. Yes. Uh, that was fun. That was an experience. Yeah. You'll serve on a jury someday, I'm sure. God Possibly. willing. You know. A uh, guy, uh, guy in the chat says, my coworker had a jury nullification case. 
Guy put one wheel on the pavement, moving his car in his own driveway while he was drunk. Cops were waiting and gave him a DUI. Hell yeah. Nullify that. Yeah. That's, mm. yeah. that's like my roommate in college, how he uh, got like, he drank like a whole bottle of whiskey and uh, then went out riding his bike. Bicycle? Yeah. And then um, they found him passed out in front of Uncle Chen's in State College, which yeah. is like the, that was like my favorite like takeout place uh, for a while because mm -hmm. I didn't eat well in college. But uh, the cops who found him basically didn't, they, like they couldn't they couldn't prove he had ever been on the bike oh. you know so it's just for all they know he went he was walking along with it and then just passed out but either mm. way you know drunk tank then mm. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's like what are you gonna do what are you gonna do i got yeah. away with a lot of stuff in college yeah there was that story i probably told it once or twice there's this gravel parking lot in kutztown university that sh that's uh it really belongs to the the fairgrounds but uh they use it as the freshman parking lot and when I was a freshman, my Dodge Neon, <laughs> I, uh, I got caught ripping handbrake turns in a gravel parking lot by a cop, just yeah. watching me do it. I didn't see that she was there. And then, oh, got caught. And I just said, I guess I was doing that. I was showing off for my friend Jeff here, who was riding with me. You know, do whatever you want for with me, but he had nothing to do with it. Let him go. And he said, you know what? You're honest with me. And I got more things, more things to worry about on this Halloween night. Oh, yeah. This Halloween night. They just said, go back to your residence hall. And I'm like, thank you. Yeah. Like, no way. Like, like, not to get too political, but if I was black, I would not get away with that. No. No. And uh, and in that case that I'm telling you about for RCR stories where that I'm working on, that I had to go and get like a court, an actual court document about this, yeah. where that case, if that guy was black, they would have thrown the book at him. Mm -hmm. And that like makes me angry to think about. But yeah. um, the uh, that's how almost how I got out of a ticket myself of when like I had had Betty for like a year at this point. Mm. And I was I ran like good old Rob. Yeah. I, I ran a red. Oh no, this is different from that different, one. Uh, yeah, this is the very first one. This was oh, like okay. the, where I like ran a red light because I thought I had got I was gonna get into the intersection before it turned red and I didn't. Uh, and then the cop was immediately on me and I just immediately pulled over the minute I saw lights and I was I you know did the whole uh, you know before I even got there I'm like I I know just you know I. I'm not going to put up an argument. I already yeah. know. He's like, well, you know, you know what you did. So, yeah. you know, and I trust that you're not going to do it again because, you know, he saw how like, I don't know, nervous I was. He's like, do you have an ID? And then I asked like, may I reach for my wallet? And he like, he really appreciated that, mm -hmm. that I asked if yeah. I could reach for the wallet um, because it was in my back pocket. So um, to get my ID. And so it's one of those things where, um, and then, he went to leave and I went to turn my car back on and it wouldn't start. Um, like the battery was dead. And so he went back to the, uh, precinct, got a jump pack, came oh. back, uh, jumped the car. And then he escorted me to make sure I got home safe in oh, the event. Nice no, really nice guy. And I kept saying like, sir, if I ever catch, uh, see you in the Wawa, cause I had previously seen him in the Wawa. I was leaving a Wawa. Mm. Um, I'm like, if I see you again, your coffee, whatever you want is on me. Um, oh, which nice. is probably like 
bribery or something maybe i don't know but i never did see him again like and if i saw him again now i don't think i would remember his face so mm. i don't know very nice guy and um yeah that was i mean i've had pleasant encounters with police i've had terrible encounters with police but it's yeah. one of those things where it's you know i i guess there are always bigger fr fish to fry and sometimes there are issues with you know i don't know anything else but mm -hmm. um let's see uh, there was a, a question yeah, uh, uh, in the regular chat that someone uh, okay. wanted to ask that was basically to the effect of if you have um any advice for a 14 year old going into high school no one remembers freshman year yeah there you go do whatever the frick you want <laughs> Oh, and, oh, go ahead. Uh, 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 say the 15th. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much my advice. But like, don't overthink it because literally no it's one remembers year. anything. No one remembers freshman yeah. Year. I just, I don't remember much about freshman year other than I failed algebra one and had to go to summer school. Yeah. I love the crap out of marching band. Uh, your permanent record does not matter at no. all. Doesn't no, not even a little bit. No. And like the thing about Your it, permanent record. Yeah, it's guess you, what? No, no one cares. About, like, I have a master's degree, and no one cared about my high school grades ever. No, no, my high school grades were terrible. Yeah, I got I got a few F's. Yeah, the, like literally. Oh, your GPA is gonna go down. Uh, okay, all right. As long as you don't get held back, you're freaking fine. Yeah. And it's, yeah, the, the degree to which I think the most I got out of high school is is just uh, social training. Yeah. Ha learn how to have a conversation, not be a dick. Don't talk too much about yourself, not to be like, like be down on yourself. But um, uh, girls are way hornier than you think they are. Yeah. <laughs> um, you don't really the, 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 the key to getting laid is not to try. Yeah. Um, your body right now is the most adaptable it's ever going to be seriously hit the gym. Yeah. Eat, double your protein and just start ripping weights. You are, will be amazed how fast your muscles are going to grow. Uh, sign up for advanced gym, go out for extracurricular activities. Don't join football. You're going to get head injuries. Join track. Track is great. Mm. Um, just go to the weight room. And just start join anything that allows you to go to the weight room and lift weights don't take creatine you don't really need it yeah. um uh please don't do gear don't do steroids uh they will ruin your life i've never seen it the it it, it sucks don't don't use them uh marching band if you're a geek marching band is wonderful um it teaches a lot about teamwork and coordination and realizing that uh, the individual, the concept of the individual is all that is, is exactly that. It's a concept. You, the good thing is, the good news is, like when I get really sad and stuff, I have to remind myself. The good news is, is that I don't exist. Brian, mm -hmm. my name, Brian Ryder, doesn't exist. The concept, Brian, can't do anything. Yeah. Uh, think about how little you care about everybody else in your home row <laughs> when they're taking <laughs> attendance. Or like, if you're me, like I always got stuck with science classrooms as my homeroom. Yeah. So, so instead of having rows, you're just sitting at a science table. Um, uh, oh, oh, wait a second. No, that's freshman year. Who was my homeroom? Homeroom freshman year. That was Mrs. Gelting, Spanish teacher. So it was a regular classroom. Sophomore year, we were 
in desks, but the desks were long tables because that was Mr. Kramer and he was a business teacher. So wherever that, that like business and accounting classroom, yeah. instead of desks, it just had like three rows of long like tables. Wow. And that was the desk. You there just sat is. at these long tables. Junior year, who the heck? I was hardly in homeroom junior year. Mm -hmm. I'm imagining that hallway. Who the heck did I have for homeroom junior year? Our school made it so that homeroom, I remember the outcry when people move or when they moved homeroom to after first period so that uh, you couldn't just sleep in and miss homeroom and show up for first period. They needed you to be there for homeroom. I don't know why. I guess they wanted to get an accurate attendance number or whatever, but it's just weirdly obnoxious thing yeah, that I, that sounds about right i remember a lot of people would just miss would miss attendance and just show yeah. up for first period eh, yeah. I guess some sort of weird stop that measure yeah but in terms of like how much you don't remember like being 14 like i posted on my instagram a page from the only page in this journal that my sister gave me for christmas in 1999 mm -hmm. that was written when i was 14 Thursday, 12, 30, 99, a.m., 48 hours away from Y2K. I'm watching Unsolved Mysteries right now, and if everything crashes at midnight, January 1st, 2000, like some people say, then this will be one of the last times I'll see it, at least for a while. I can't believe I'm actually writing in this thing. Ah, well, might as well watch TV. I can't sleep. Too many things on my mind, like Kim. I love her so much, I can't get her out of my mind. I have no idea who the fuck Kim is. Nice. I have no memory of nice. this person. It's like, so don't put too much stock into the whole, you know, being 14 and high school is everything. That That's only true in, like, shows on the WB or the CW or whatever. Yeah. Also, your prefrontal cortex is still forming. Yes. Um, the prefrontal cortex of the average human does not finish forming until age 25. For some males like me, it takes until age 30 before you start being, stop being a, before you stop being a dumbass. It's true. So, uh, good news is you have half a brain, so don't worry about it. <laughs> that was something Mr. Pickovich used to say. Uh, I had him for sociology senior year. He's like, Jesus Christ, you guys, you guys, I got to play this stupid game with you guys. Cause you guys are so all stupid. <laughs> guys, like, literally your prefrontal cortex doesn't finish forming until you're age 25 so you guys got half a brain you guys are driving goddamn cars <laughs> my, my name is mr Vekovich. everybody knows i wear a wig and don't say anything i literally he lives in this town he's like i i he lives like in a development over yonder mr Vekovich. have you ever seen him oh i see him all the time i see him at the grocery does store does he know who you are he knows who i am oh very nice very <laughs> hey, nice mr. how you doing he, he, he was great mr Vekovich was great Ask any friend from Blue Mountain High School who had Mr. Pekovich in the 90s. Like everybody had like a, a, a sea of Mr. Pekovich uh, 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 quotes. Ah, he was great. He also uh, he also was a teacher who had the unique ability. He could write on the blackboard behind him. Like, huh. the, the, like the, he's doing this? Yeah, he could write without looking at the blackboard. And the rumor was that his first teaching job was like inner city Philly. So he learned that he could right without taking his eyes off the class that was the rumor anyway and nobody really uh i should just ask him next time i see him yeah. i mean the guy's like in his 70s what does he care he's been retired for 20 years yeah and one more from the regular chat before we get to the super chat seymour butts asked what would be the perfect getaway car asking for a friend <laughs> what kind of crime are you doing let's assume yeah, smash and grab uh 
Or is that you can't outrun a radio? So, so okay, let's let's give you two answers. One where you have like a podunk police, like a tiny police force out in the middle of nowhere. That is where you want something fast. Like say communication between like local and state is pretty bad. Local state and maybe sheriffs. Yeah, let's say we're dealing with like a sheriff's department or something like that. Something where they may not have the communication they should between a larger place. We're going way out there, uh, deep Appalachia. So you need to get away. Uh, you need to be able to outperform a uh, Crown Vic. Well, it's easy to outperform a Crown Vic. Let's say, let's pretend that they have the good Ford Explorer and good Ford Taurus uh, um, police packages. But if it's a state that has the Caprice PPV, you are kind of screwed. Yeah. You know, because that's an, that's an LS something or other. I mean, that thing is 400 horsepower. It's an LS it's a technically a Holden, but it, some of those things have all-wheel drive. They are good cars. Charger as well. Um, those are big power. So now it's up to the driver that you would have to outrun them. You could go top gear and say Ariel Adam, but you're not going to blend in. You are going to get away. No. Uh, getaway car. Gosh, Yamaha R1 motorcycle. <laughs> you are gone, baby, gone. But that's a one-man operation if you're trying to like. Yeah, you. Yeah. You can't have like if. And also, like, how good of a driver you are also matters because, yeah. like, a good car can only get you so far if you're in, like, say, a city situation. You have to blend in that way. Yeah. You, you need, like, a, you need something beige. You need, like, a Chrysler 200. Yeah. Something that everybody drives, something bland, like a debadged something like like the people who did that coast to coast run. I think yeah. they they use like a Mercedes something or other. But they got some uh, paint match taped and reshaped the taillights to make it like an amalgamation of like three different cars. Yeah. They changed the line. So it's it's kind of hard to tell what it is. Something dull silver, something that looks like a rental car. Yeah. You're, you're going to have to change the plates at some point. Uh, so you'd have like thumb screws on the plates. Um well, then you have the like the getaway car and then the second getaway car, which you get in after you ditch the first getaway car yeah. in the parking garage. Yep. Like this is a whole like baby weird. Driver. Yeah, it's it's like unless you're you have the baby driver skills, yeah. like a WRX is going to do anything for you no. um, in terms of like maneuvering and everything. Right. But it, I, it's just I don't know. I mean, please don't commit crimes, but also it's like. Again, I keep going back to motorcycle because, and something that could go off road. Now, your average dual sport, they they gear out at about a hundred, and they're really dodgy above seventy because they're not made to go that fast. Wind just throws those high high motorcycles around. But you know, get away from the police off road. I remember there was this one episode of Cops where a guy on just a dirt bike you know, ran from the cops by driving on the railroad tracks because it's a dirt bike. It's just riding on the ties right yeah. down the middle. And uh, the police tried to follow him in high centered <laughs> on it, you know, yeah. like teeter tottering on the middle. Cause it was like the railroad tracks were going through a field. So the tracks were up on this big berm. So, so the crown Vic, and this is like nineties, the crown Vic is there teetering on the middle. And then it's like a movie. Here comes a goddamn train. Oh, 
And like other officers come up at that point, they're all laughing at this one officer. <laughs> like, why did you try to drive on the railroad tracks? And here comes a train. They're trying to wave at the train to get it to stop. You're not stopping that. No, train. that thing, if it hit the brakes now, you would still be destroyed. I didn't see how that episode ended. Either they cut film and like didn't film like this train just like wrecking this patrol car, or I guess maybe the train was able to stop, like it wasn't going fast. I don't mm. know. Uh, so yeah, uh, something that blends in, and really, you need two cars. Of course, this is someone who never crimed. So what do I know? Yeah. I do know that when I taught at that tech school, uh, we had a criminal justice department and um, the head of the CD department uh, was uh, an officer from Philly. I mean, he was higher up and he retired. And now he's just, he would teach on the weekends. Mm -hmm. And he said, well, Philly, we just had a mandate of not chasing uh, sport bikes. It just, it, it wasn't worth it. Hmm. To put everybody's life in danger because, you know, they pass you doing a buck 50 that you know you'd have to push that crown vic well those things the crown vics can't go much faster than 150 anyway like there's no way you're going to catch this thing and half the guys they ride with their um their license plate tucked under the rear swing arm like so you can't really see it um or some people put them on hinges so you just flip them up when you're going for a rip so yeah um there's really it's hard and then you know they, they paint a matte black that has no identifying marks when they're out there speeding but usually the skill involved i mean you're not a, a isle of man tt rider and no. now you're doing it on the skokel expressway i mean it, it's just a matter of time yeah that's not gonna end. yeah yeah that's not gonna end well for you which is another reason to don't do crime <laughs> i cannot stress this enough crime will not end well for you you yeah. are not in a movie um and even in the movies they don't even end well no you know but um super chat super chat super chat um it is a beautiful day here in pennsylvania and i would like to get out and enjoy it yeah um this is one of those warm days in october where we're not gonna get too many more of them so <laughs> if i can request the sign now oh yeah so absolutely. we are going to answer these and then i'm going to go outside and absorb some much needed vitamin d yeah um, yeah so to everybody who did on super chat up until this point thank you please no more super chats we're going to talk about these and then we're going to sign off and honestly enjoy the day um, I forget if I put it up here. Yeah, I put it up here. Yeah, that's good. So that it's in, because when I put it down here, it cuts off the bottom. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to do, we're going to read these uh, super chats now. Thank you. Someone says they have vitamin D for me. Very nice. Rhett Steve. Vitamin D, OnlyFans. Yeah, you know what it is. Oh, that. Yeah. Boris T.S. Karlov, a familiar face. Very nice. No question, just says still brown. Thank you. Von Waffensburg, another familiar face. Thank you. $9.99. Oh, hello there. I'll catch you later on iTunes, but thoughts on a good snow car? The answer is always Subaru. My my first Wisconsin winter is coming. All-wheel drive is really needed. All-wheel drive really as needed as they make it out to be. Okay. It's not just all-wheel all drive on four summer tires means dick. Yeah. Like... Front wheel drive and snow tires get you out of all but the very worst weather. So the question is, would you rather have two sets of tires, one that you swap out for the winter, 
or would you rather have all seasons all year round and be ready for the snow? If the answer is I don't want to change my tires twice a year, then the answer is all wheel drive and all season tires. Yes. If you don't mind it changing your tires, or if you don't mind having a second set of wheels, you can change yourself. Uh, when winter comes around, then the answer is snow tires and a set of steelies. Put on a set of steelies and put them on yourself. Yeah. They both are answers. Well, which is less expensive? Again, you can get a less expensive front wheel drive car and put snow tires on it, often for the same price as it. Like, look, take my car, 04 Subaru. In good condition, some of these things still command about $4,000. Or you could buy a $3,000 Honda Civic and with that extra $1,000 for very nice snow tires and four cheap steely wheels. There you go. And you're back to 4,000. So six, six of one, half dozen of the other. It just depends. Now, you are going to gain a little bit back because that Civic is going to get better gas mileage than the Subaru wheel or all wheel drive in general. That's your answer. Good question. Uh, Burgle Daily, Burgle Daily. Thank you for the donation. Um, and while you're up, Nick, can I request a bottle of water from the fridge? Oh, yeah, absolutely. The glare from Betty is always in my face. I gotta ah. stop parking there. Ah, ever been wearing shorts and go to fart, but just feel warmth and hear the dropping of the floor happen to me? Oh, you shit your pants. <laughs> hey, it happens. It was uh, the comedian. Um, oh, Greg Fitzsimmons says, you know, as as a grown up, you have two jobs in life. Uh, Provide for your family and not shit your pants. Nice. I feel for you, man. Thank you for the water. Oh, you're welcome. Bring back Pontiac says thoughts on the Ford Windsor Freestar or Ford Windstar Freestar. It's my daily. It's a minivan. Yeah. It's a minivan. Of it's all got the, the Essex engine. Yep. That's it. It's Ann Van. Of all the uh, of all the vans I've ever been in, that is among them. Yes, <laughs> my sister used to have a Windstar van, yeah. and so it's 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 a van immortalized in the uh, oh, the pop group alt pop. I guess it would be Tally Hall. Mm. Um, in there one star. Uh, something something star, and they rhymed it with. So pack up the Windstar, something, something, slide the side hatch with pride, slide the side hatch with pride because your ties match on the way to the mini mall or something like that. Nice. Uh, I think that band was from like 04 or 05. Randy Zeiger, Zergler, says, Zerger. I'm from the area. What do I have to do to get into the automotive journalism field in Berks County? Okay. You get a piece of paper and you write on it, I am an automotive journalist. Poof, you're a journalist. Go go write about something. Boom, 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 boom. You do not need a journal. You do not need a license. You do not need anything to be a journalist. Newsflash is 20, it's 20, 2020, cocksuckers. Get at it. Get it's, with Lord, it. Lord, it's Lord's Day. Get with it. <laughs> I can't do yeah. Joey Diaz. It's hard. Um, yeah, but Rogan is the only person who can do it accurately. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of it is... Um, uh, you, if you want to do something, you're in an unprecedented era where you can just do it 
and um, yeah. which doesn't necessarily mean that you'll be successful doing it, but that you have the option to pursue those things without say, oh, no one's going to take me seriously if I don't go to a school for journalism first or something. Yeah. It's like there no are no one has asked to see my uh, my ID ever. Or yeah. My diploma ever. Yeah. How many times have we been admitted to the New York auto show to any number of auto shows yeah. at pressers? where like nobody is going that hard for credentials yeah. and everything because at the end of the day all you need to do is prove that you uh have circulation to a certain yeah. degree like when i apply for press for like new york comic-con or new york auto show mm -hmm. they just ask like you know what's your traffic like and usually yeah. it's just like you know it, it's that's how you get in but you build the audience and you build it by just doing the same way you developed a skill in the first place. Yeah. Doing is the answer to all things as Yoda, you know, do not, or wait. Do or do not. Yeah, no do try. or do not. There is no try. Man, it says the Star Wars fan that I completely blanked. Why, are, why do people hate Lower Decks so much? Speaking of Star Trek, Lower, uh, Deck? Lower Decks, the cartoon. Um, I, I mean, thoroughly, I haven't seen I it. I enjoyed that. It seemed like a nice lamp, a fan lampoon of the seriousness. It's, Maybe it's because it's making fun of the fans themselves. It's taking everything and just making it silly. I think part of it is the um, pushback against this um, general feeling of everything that people love is getting deconstructed in a way that makes them, f that they feel is meant to make them bad for feel bad for liking it. So huh? like, okay, so I'll, I'll use like the last, well, I understand. Of course I understand deconstruction, no, but no, 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 I know. But I mean like in terms relative to this, so if we're talking about lower decks, then, um, I feel it would be better received if we were currently in an era where we had a star Trek that actually felt like star Trek, mm. but we have a bunch of star Trek series that feel like they're all bland continuations of J.J. Abrams' Star Trek. Gotcha. And so now people don't really have time or the patience to countenance this thing that's making fun of something that they love that they still can't get a genuine representation of. Right. It's the same reason why, and uh, you know, people who don't like the new Star Wars trilogy, it, it's because they feel like those movies want them to feel bad for liking the originals. Mm. You know, it's like deconstruction for its own sake and saying, you know, that thing you liked that was cool. Like it wasn't really that cool. And also I'm saying it's not cool in order to affix meaning to it. That wasn't there in the first place because everything has to mean something now. Yeah. It's like, a guy with a laser sword just can't be a guy with a laser sword. He has to be a deconstruction of faith and be like, it's like no one wanted to see like, and I say this as someone who loved the last Jedi and generally enjoyed the sequel trilogy, but it's just, you know, you're, you, you don't need to have this thing uh, where, you know, uh, people are uh, uh, viewing their hero of the thing that they liked as an old man. Uh, mm. or an old failure who views himself as a failure and doesn't have any, you know, um, doesn't have any of the old characteristics that made us like him in the first place. Mm. So it's like, why do we need these things? Why do we need origin stories for every single person when half of the time the, their lack thereof is what makes them interesting stuff mm. like, you know, giving Joker an origin story, which is fine. Joaquin Phoenix did a good job, Hell yeah. but it's taxi driver. 
It's like oh, okay. that's that's basically it's taxi driver and king of comedy, like rivet riveted together. So it's just something where I think there's this reason that people don't really want, and the majority of it is I think people not wanting to even give Lower Decks a shot hmm. because I think if a lot of them did, they might actually like it. I haven't watched the episodes in completion because I don't want to pay for CBS All Access, <laughs> so I just I just YouTube clip my way through, and I'm like, you know what? It seems a lot. It's it's a lot of callbacks to Next Gen. Yeah, and. But when I went back, like in the, I don't know, a year or two, I started working my way through next gen and, you know, back before YouTube, I'm actually, I'm dating myself. This is back like 2008. So over 10 years, excuse me. Um, oh, bless you. Thank you. The, uh, there was someone who uploaded every single episode of next gen and voyager to youtube back mm. in the 2008 era of youtube yeah and i would just work my way through like i'd have a beer at night and like watch an episode and i'm like a lot of these episodes are crap <laughs> it's like my, my memories of next gen are limited to like maybe four or five maybe four or five moments over four or five different episodes they really nailed it yeah and then And then you like Deep Space Nine. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. I was watching Deep Space Nine the other day. This is, would be like my sixth or seventh rewatch of the series. Props to Michael Dorn for sticking with That is a man for all seasons. Yeah. I, I mean. The he, and probably along with Picard or maybe more. Uh, yeah. Along with Picard, the most developed character. Yeah. he's And he's had, you know, wives. He's had kids. He's been through various um, stages of command. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just uh, Benjamin Sisko remains my favorite Starfleet captain. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's, it's just so much of that show is so perfectly calibrated in yeah. terms of comedy versus drama and everything else. Yeah. Um, but yeah. The Ferengi, which became my favorite species, because all, all mostly down to that one scene where Quark uh, uh, breaks down like war for economics. It's like right now peace can be bought at a, at a at a bargain price, and you don't even get it. Yeah, it's like this is this this is like like they they took like this punching bag. Yeah, uh, species that was just like hey, capitalism is bad, and they're like and then D and DS Nine, they're like hang on a minute. Yeah, we're on to something here. We've never we've never been at war with anybody. Granted, yes, we kind of enslaved our own wives, but they're kind of cool with it. Yeah, like that's it. Um, anyway, and it would be neat, like, to follow that one kid who becomes an officer. I forget in Deep Space. Nine. Oh, Nog. Yeah. Uh, the actor who played Nog recently passed away like three months ago. Oh hell. Which uh, Aaron Eisenberg. So rest in peace to him. He was a great actor, and um, his arc is one of my favorite in all of the series just because his whole thing is he wanted to be a starfleet or in starfleet because of like there's a natural prejudice against his people to think that they are only self-involved and only care about money mm -hmm. and he wanted to prove that no i want to do something more with my life and one of the best scenes in the whole series is when he's making that argument to captain cisco yeah. like why should i admit you to starfleet when your people are and he's like 
putting forward, he's purposely putting forward a prejudiced argument to sort of bring that out of Nog. Mm -hmm. And so it's wonderful. But the thing is, I always wondered like how he got his like Starfleet uniform on over like his head, just because it's like kind of, he has such a huge head, but it's, it's so great. And with the Ferengi, it's always weird to me because, um, they portray the holes as the society as like, you know, Ferenginar is like a whole planet, but like everybody knows each other. Like they just know the Grand Nagus. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. The Grand Nagus, when he decides to start dating someone, he starts dating Quark's mom. Yeah, and it's yeah, like, yeah. that would be like if like we were traveling into the, the planets or whatever. And, you know, just like whoever's the president of Earth just like randomly starts dating someone we know. And we're on Kofi a first name. Yeah. yeah, it's just like random things. And, you know, and I guess that like that's part of how you construct these worlds in that um, essentially you get <laughs> these planets that have to stand for an entire culture, whereas realistically like there would be tons of smaller cultures within yeah um but yeah so how did we get on this uh i forget (laughs) something cars something cars uh aaron crutchfield says you seem kind of annoyed by my brown river main joke suggestion last podcast are there any questions you wish to stop getting um how do you submit a car to regular car reviews? I sent you a DM. Why didn't you respond? Stuff like that. Yes. I mean, like, uh, I really I, thank you for sending me DMs. I really don't have the time. Yeah. That's all I would be doing. I turned off the, uh, the messages on the Facebook group years ago because I realized I was spending like a third of my day just responding to people. Mm-hmm. And ultimately there wasn't enough time for me to actually do the work I needed to do. Cause this was around the time where I really started like trying to make RCR stories happen. And so that's something where, you know, time is of the essence with those and times time is of the essence with this next one, which is a, a really fun one. And P Melling. Huh? Oh, are you looking at the same next? Oh, no, no. It's for you. Oh, it's for me. Oh, all right. Well, Nick, do you have any hints? And the person is P. Melling, 2293. Thank you for your donation. Thank you for the donation. Nick, do you have any hints on what the next car stories will be? Um, I can't without sort of giving it away. Uh, So it's kind of like... um, Because like if I did, it would be too obvious. Although it is a very granular story that I'm not sure a lot of people have heard of. Mm -hmm. And it was a suggestion by a fan and I actually looked it up and um, ultimately decided that, oh, this would be perfect for a really quick RCR story because I want to do a quick one because there's a much longer one that I'm working on that probably wouldn't be out until January. And I don't want that much time to pass between videos. And so um, also I wanted to like re-edit the Mickey Thompson one into one video and redo the audio mm-hmm. or remaster the audio, which is what I've been doing in between working on this story. Okay. So I might re-release that as just like one long form video because I don't think a lot of people watched it. Um, but also, you know, it is what it is. And I uh, really enjoyed um researching this story i got to do a whole bunch of like invest like legit investigative journalism yeah uh to put this story together like sending emails and making phone calls and whatnot so that was like really nice to be able to do and it's all in service of a story that's fairly brief but also pretty um I don't know. Fun's kind of the wrong word, but uh, because it's dark in places. But you know, 
I, I'm looking forward to sharing it, and that should be out the first Monday in November. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, looking forward to it, and thank you for the question. Red Fox the Third says, "I'm super interested in your opinions on clowncore. Love it as postmodern absurdist art. Yeah, it's great as a musical standpoint. Seems like something you'd both like. Yeah, I like the one. First of all, they're driving a Toyota Previa around." and singing death metal nonsensical lyrics just like that but there's the lyrics are translated down below it's like they're not saying words but here are the lyrics that they're saying <laughs> and they're really fast and then and then it's, it's great it's and they've been doing it for like 10 years it's like props to them for sticking with it good question thank you yeah murray macajaga <clears throat> would the mid 90s town car be a good comfy couch uh yeah, sure. Why not? I mean, yeah, I mean, it's made to be a comfortable car. It's a two valve modular. Yeah, it's fine. That's what it's meant to be comfortable and long lasting. That was an easy question. Thank you. Uh, Quaxum Metaphilia, $6.90. Nice. Afternoon. Loved your last Ford Galaxy video because I'm a Yinzer. Oh, hello, Pittsburgh. Uh, I've never driven a big car trademark like that in the north side. How was it to you? Uh, uh, it was like, People, when we were when we were driving around, like for people who are watching the video, it looks like we're cutting people off. And well, we did cut two people off, but yeah. it's driving in fucking Pittsburgh, where there are right exits off the highway, there are left exits off the highway, there are center exits off the highway. <laughs> when like driving in Pittsburgh, people from Pittsburgh are laughing right now, but everybody else, there's no city in America like that. Not even Toronto is that weird where the roads are like Rush 2149. It's like that. <laughs> they are so limited to space because there's three rivers and there's mountains and there's bridges and there's tunnels. You have, when it's time to exit, it's time to exit now. It's like some, maybe some parts in like the, the old time LA where they still have those old tunnels and entrances and off ramps, but there's nothing quite like, you're, I mean, GPS tries to help you. But you have to know what's going to happen before of it. It's very, very difficult to film in Pittsburgh. Um, so the car uh, it was helpful to muscle your way over. It's it was it was easier to drive around because now I have no blind spots. I can see all the other cars. Um, uh, manual uh, automatic is honestly a little bit better for Pittsburgh. Because um, uh, it's one less thing to worry about in a strange car. But generally, I enjoy driving it around town. But I needed Los and uh, uh, Nicholas, not this Nicholas, but a different, uh, our, our, uh, uh, our volunteer for today, to tell me the exit that's coming up. Okay, you're going to want to be in the left-hand lane, but not the left-left turn lane. You're going to be one turn lane because that lane's going to end. When this one ends, and then you have to know where you got to be when that because there's like off ramps that merge together from <laughs> other, the other highway. It's just, it's just, it's just nuts. Mm. So how was it to you? It helped, uh, but uh, that's not really uh, for the size of the car. Uh, it was more that it was a convertible and I could see everything. Yeah. Imperator Zor. Uh, well, just uh, before uh, mm -hmm. moving on from Quaxum Mephitida's question is just the uh, how many Pix Pittsburgh lefts did you guys have to put up with? Uh, like one or two. Ah. Most of it was a highway, and most of it, 
it was it was a light day like downtown wasn't that bad huh. um because i think it was like a weekend or something like that although there was still plenty of hi- uh traffic on the highways <laughs> uh pittsburgh heritor zor says in some of your reviews you said that safety regulations strip our humanity uh but since the introduction of safety measures in the 1950s on deaths per million kilometer drove has gone down what is your response you're right yeah. yes you are right safety helps people now we get into a philosophical question on how much safety do you want i recently drove a car it's a 2020 model and i can tell you what it is this video is coming out in a few weeks it's vis it's the only car i've driven that has poor forward visibility <laughs> sideways sucks back is non-existent it's crap and it's so bad it has it's its hood is so high i can't see out the front there were parts of it i gotta remember to put this in the narrative where i'm cresting a hill i can't see over the goddamn hill <laughs> i really sounded like a skook in that one i couldn't see over the goddamn hill ah. da, 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 da. all right da, there da, da, da. gears iced tea right there right there right there he was mm. he came out of his driveway right there <laughs> like like this minor infraction they got to tell everybody they people in my town and i'm one of them people in my county are the it's great but some people are the biggest crybabies because they never leave town so every little infraction becomes this herculean dynastetic uh days of our lives uh tragedy i need a better yeah. word than tragedy uh um uh, uh, uh disrespecting burden oh their lives are so burdened here in this tiny town in the foothills of the appalachian mountains it's an albatross yeah it's it or or sisyphean sisyphusian yeah task of you know, uh, pushing a boulder up the hill um, uh people people around here just they're born and they line up for the graveyard damn <laughs> i mean it's grim but it i mean it happens yeah um you know uh but yeah I yeah, won't safe. I won't be living in this area of Pennsylvania. I I'm thinking maybe four more years, maybe five, and I'm gonna leave this part of PA. I'm gonna stay within the distance of your of your town. Yeah. But I mean, if you wanted to go to I don't mind driving to like Jersey or somewhere. Oh, I don't want to go to Jersey. I don't want a front plate. <laughs> That's out. You you want to no, still be able to pump your own gas. I mean, it'd be neat to go to like New Hope to live in like a more like LGBTQ friendly community, but God damn the housing prices. Like this house is like, would cost three times as much. Yeah. This house, I get a garage. I can't afford, that's like a $600,000 house in freaking new hope. Yeah. Um, uh, so I don't know. Like if I leave this County, I have to get rid of the forester because it doesn't it, like this County doesn't have emissions. So if I leave this county, I have to get rid of my car. We'll just fix it. Everything's rusted underneath that Forester. Mm-hmm. Like it's that car is worth like eight hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd have to. So it's not just the cost of a house; it's the cost of a newer car that passes emissions mm-hmm. in a state that has emissions. So, I mean, logically, I'd move Berks County. I have this fantasy of moving back to Kutztown. 
yeah. and living on Highland Avenue because I really like those houses. That seemed like a really, really nice neighborhood. I will know in Kutztown that my internet would be slower because they have hometown telecom, ah. which is, it's still Comcast, but it's like now there's like someone else has their, you know, spoon in the chili, Jeez. stirring it. So the internet was never fast when I was living in Kutztown, but Kutztown's kind of cool. But on the other hand, it'd be harder to film there because we have that... Well, not to say I can't drive back and keep using the spot. Yeah. It's also my great gym. I like my gym. Yeah. Maybe I just move just over the board. It's, it's tough, man. It, like, it's yeah. tough wanting to move to a more kind community versus having a garage and yeah. having space. So, you know, there's no free lunch. What are you going to do? Yeah, what are you going to do? Uh, on the subject, someone who just calls themselves M says, how, how has becoming YouTube celebrities affected you guys psychologically and person personality? Uh, life's gotten easier. Yeah. Um, uh, little, like the little things in life, like when I was just ranting about the people and, and, their, and, their, and their tiny town problems, Yeah, but for them, they're huge because that's all there is knowing that, I mean, this is kind of a pre COVID thing, but it still exists knowing that anytime I want. I can do that scene from uh, up in the air where I can just drive to Philly International, pick a flight and go. Yeah. There is no restrictions. Not that I've ever done that. It'd be more it, you'd save about how you save. You'd save about half the cost by just planning it out three months ahead of time with ticket prices. But still, the idea that we can leave, we can leave the country and go. Thanks to you. Yeah. We can just go. Not now, of course, we're saving your money, like yeah. the money you're giving us right now for these super chats. We save and we're going to have when when this is all over, we're going to have a bomb ass trip to Australia. Yeah. It's going to be great. Uh, my um, uh, psychological effect mostly boils down to um, sort of having my family look up to me in a weird way, mm -hmm. which is different from anything that I would have expected, which is not to say that they didn't, you know, love or respect me before. It's just that it's different now, I guess, yeah. um, because of, you know, what I am or what I became. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's, it's that thing of now I feel like the whole avuncular follow your dream speech to the niece and nephews kind of holds more weight because I'm actually doing what I want. Yeah. So it, it helps. It definitely helps. It, it does. It, it takes a load off and, this and it's like that scene from um lost in translation where murray says uh the more you know what you want the yeah. less things bug you and that's true like oh i could i mean this is morbid but it's meant to be a kind thing like i could die right now kind of satisfied i did something unique yeah i'm not a failure so which should, i could check out now like you know what he did something that most people couldn't do and that's that's okay we did it yeah. yeah, which is funny because, like, realistically, we're not, like, when people say, like, you're internet famous, like, I always kind of bristle against it because I'm like, we're, there's notoriety, and yeah. I'd say that that's where we're at, but we're not, like, famous. Like, if you, we're not really in the video, where well, we are, but it's not, we like, are, the point of the videos isn't us, it's still something else, it's, like, the, it's the cars the point of the video. Like, there are still people who think, like, RC, who don't know RCR is two people. And yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. like hilarious to me. The RCR and, guy. Yeah. Now there's and, two of us. Which is fine. Like, you know, it's, but ultimately. I could just have you do more in the narratives. That's yeah. Fine. Well, I mean, I'm doing half of the narrative on Monday's video, which yeah. um, will be fun. But um, 
it's yeah it's i i always bristle against the notion of celebrity because celebrity implies like a level of fame to where like you have a motivational power over people i I would suppose like say if um just to throw like a name out there like if a singer like if lizzo or some or post malone like said to go do something they'd have a bunch of fans who would go and do it whereas you know Obviously, we tell like millions of people if, if what's what first car should I get? Toyota Corolla. Toyota then, Corolla. Then, then they, they come with all. The, they, they don't want this. Still don't do it. So so clearly, we're not like yeah, yeah. that <laughs> popular, but we're popular enough to feel good about ourselves, and that's what matters. Yeah. So uh, yeah, thank you for supporting us because that's the only way that any of this happens. Why am I throwing my hands <laughs> like this? Man, I really got to pee. Ugh. When you come back, could you grab my coffee? It's over there on the kitchen counter. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Timothy Graham with $69. Nice, nice. Would you guys consider going to Oklahoma City in the current environment? Or when would you consider flying again? Question mark. Hopefully before four years. Who knows? I don't know the answer to that. I'd love to visit a lot of parts of the U.S. safely. We don't know. No one knows. Um Kansas is where Car Wizard is. Uh, I would consider it, yes. Hopefully before four years. Hopefully, yes. Who knows? You know, buy a smattering of pharmaceutical stocks. Whoever comes up with the treatment or the cure is going to be a trillionaire. So cash in that way. Brandon Bauer. Also, thank you. Thank you for your generous donation. It means a lot. Brandon Bauer says... Uh, I've been sad lately. You guys help a lot. Well, thank you for helping us. It's a nice mutual two-way street. Chris Wacom says, loving my Kunkelman Chevrolet license plate frame. Looks great on my F-150. Oh, and the hat is great too. Thank you for awesome merchandise and great content. Hey, thank you for buying it. And thank you for uh, the super chat. It will be put to a good use. Put to good use. Difference to Dusk says... I just got a job delivering pizzas and realized my Honda CRZ is kind of perfect for it. Have you guys experienced a car job combo like that? Yeah, I miss my Toyota Echo. It was the greatest commuter car in the world. Not the most comfortable, kind of loud, didn't have a lot of insulation, got very cold in the wintertime. So it, was a, it, it took a while for that heater to start working, that tiny little engine to build up enough heat in the heater core to heat that thing. But eventually it did work. So yeah um delivering pizzas i yeah i a tiny car is great for tiny little things every day i miss that i'm probably gonna miss my subaru farther because it's kind of good at everything thank you so much thanks i mean sure Mm. (sighs) um divisio divisio something mr unpronounceable name here thank you for the nation i finished the rona project uh, DR350S. Everyone asked me to pull wheelies every time I ride it. Yeah, I had a DR350S and people said do a wheelie. And I kind of could do it because that, that, a DR350 wants to do a wheelie. Um, it's great. It's, it's like the perfect bike for shenanigans. No starter motor. I think mine was kickstart only. I don't know if yours is. I mean, maybe they added a start at one point. Or maybe it was the starter came on with a DR400. Yeah, DR350S. That, that's a romping, fun, good time. Great choice. Uh, Kai Todd says, what software do you, sorry for the voice. 
Uh, what software do you guys use for investing? I use TD Ameritrade. Yeah, I also use TD Ameritrade, which they, they don't charge commission or, or if they do it so small, I don't even notice per trade. So you can like buy one share of a stock. I mean, and then there's that there's that Robin Hood or something, which I guess lets you buy partial shares. Like if you wanted to buy one share of Amazon, it's like three thousand. That's a absurd, share. which I get it looking at their margins. But still, it's like, They're, come on, split it. I I once you save up, my recommendation to you is at some point that stock's going to split. I say save up your money or dump $3,000 into your account and just have one. Get some fucking skin in the game. Just a little bit. Because at some point, Amazon is going to split. And when it does, that stock price first, people get excited. It goes even higher. That's what happened with Apple mm. last few months. It, that stock price, like like 100% gain on it. It yeah. just went nuts. And then, of course, it fell again once the excitement wore off. But yeah, uh, TD Ameritrade. We were just we were just talking about it today because yeah. Johnson and Johnson had that thing where they with, with the the vaccine trials had to be halted because someone got sick, and then Pfizer announced that they were going to start trials on children, which didn't go over well. No. And then um, Apple announced Johnson the new and Johnson is unstoppable though. Yeah, they're so huge uh, that even, I think that one YouTube channel company man did a story on yeah. that. Johnson and Johnson is like the Shinra of like pharmaceuticals. <laughs> you cannot stop it. Weirdly enough, uh, the um, stock that actually gained this week, that I got a notification that gained this week, um, mm -hmm. and I'll probably make your dad happy, is Ford. You know, because my dad. <laughs> well, I mean, my mom was also like, why don't you invest in car stock? I'm like, because car stock, cars companies are like, I don't know, are, are people buying cars right now? Like, their margins are not. They're a sole product company. So like look at Apple. Apple is not just phones. It's computers and it's also Apple Pay. It's yeah. also music. And mm -hmm. they got their hands in a lot of different things. It yeah. makes them a very, very profitable company. Ford sells cars. Yes, they have fleet sales, but it's not an exciting company. And they're always having recalls. So the stock price is volatile. It goes up, it goes down, it goes up, it goes down. There's scandals and everything. And every single manufacturer is like that, even Toyota. So yeah. it's not buy some stock if you want. But, you know, my dad says, oh, because he inherited Ford from from my grandma. But they bought Ford back in like the 60s Yeah. <laughs> when, oh, that's a good solid buy. And then imports. And then that was the end of that. It's like, it'll, my dad's bummed because my... I lost so much money on Ford. Do you think it'll ever come back? It's like, no, it is never getting back to days when it had, when it's only competition was GM and sometimes Chrysler. And that's yeah. It. It's like, it's like a uh, sunk cost fallacy of like, I've spent, oh. I've, I've, I've been with them this long. Like I don't want to, you know, sell the shares. And then all of a sudden, you know, boom, yeah, it's never doing that. Then. Yeah, sell it and just buy Apple or who, buy or buy more Johnson and Johnson or when I'm buying this. Here comes my stock tip: uh, is I'm buying Visa. When, when I, I gotta call my accountant to say how much money am I allowed to pay myself this year, and that money goes into my self-funded uh, retirement account or SEP IRA, is Visa. Mm. Visa has been steadily growing for the past ten years. Wow! Because everybody's buying and and that that Visa hardly dipped at all during COVID. Because everybody's just buying stuff online. 
Well, so, you know, forget PayPal and all that. It's just like Visa, MasterCard, all these like finance companies, all they do is collect service fees. Holy shit, they're really profitable. Yeah. Wow, they pay a nice dividend. Why have I not invested in credit card companies? <laughs> oh, eventually the credit will go away. Well, eventually there'll be a credit crash. Yeah, but in the meantime, so, you know, dividends. Yeah, money. Um, like if there was a gigantic credit crash, like I think the country's falling apart at that point. So whatever, yeah, no, like we're, the, the we're... concept of currency is kind of going away. Yeah, I know. So, you know, I don't know. I guess like we'll if you're see. thinking about that, I, like if you think in doomsday scenarios, I think then playing the stonks is not right for you. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what to tell you. Like if you like this is. Like people say, oh, the stock market is rigged and everything. It's like, yeah, but this is the only game we're playing right now. Yeah. When there comes a time for a better barter. Like, if we're not this, then I guess we'll go back to barter systems. You could just be Ron Swanson and buy gold. <laughs> but how do you exchange gold for anything? You can't. What are you going to go get a like a, a sharp knife and start whittling away off your gold bar? Well, you never know. That may happen. Yeah. In your Mad Max scenario where everybody goes back to zero and finally life is fair again. And, <laughs> you know, I don't know. got to And then, you know, it's the first thing that it when when, when everything crumbles. The necessities become really important, like toilet paper. Yeah. We learned that that's the first thing that's going to happen when this goes away again is uh, you need to wipe your ass. Yeah. So it's going to be that. So again, so Johnson & Johnson, yeah. it goes up again. So and that's, I don't know what to tell you, man. And that's where, you know, milk and eggs, that's where animal husbandry comes in. Ah. You got to be, uh, be in that learn you get you a cow and some chickens and that's a good answer uh buy a buy buy some land hey you know they're not making more of it buy some land and learn to farm (laughs) well i don't want to i got kids like then you're really not ready for the apocalypse are you yeah i mean (laughs) buy a land and learn how to be self-sufficient or just stop wasting my time (laughs) shout out to the one uh uh, Instagrammer and also YouTuber, the Black Action, who I think is looking to buy land like somewhere, but he's more like looking to do a homestead sort of thing. Like I think the way that works is that you have your, you still have your house somewhere, but you own a plot of land, and I think you like you like do subsistence farming, and then depending on zoning laws, I think you can put up like a pole building, but it's not going to be hooked up to utilities, so it may not be subject to, to uh, zoning and code. Huh. Who knows? I don't know. I'd have to ask him, like, 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 what sort of laws surround that? Because I saw, like, on Zillow pop up, like, you could buy, like, out in the boonies of PA, like, there's plots of land that are like Honda Accord cheap. Yeah, like you could just have this land. Now it's probably just going to be all like woods and stuff. Yeah, there are areas out on the way to Kutztown on 222 that are basically like one giant exurb, yeah. which is like, you know, all sorts of um, different, like you can go full Walden in those, you know, yeah. of just not be around anybody for any reason ever. Yeah. Um, and if you want, you know, groceries and you don't make any yourself, you know, there's a farm not too far down that's selling peaches and chew fly pie. Yeah. And it would be neat to buy a field. 
And just like, I own this field. What do you use it for? Donuts. <laughs> that, that'd be like some rock star stuff. Yeah, it would be very good. Um, you know, just to have our own official. RCR official field. Our donut field. Yeah. Donut planes for a Mario Kart yeah. reference. Kingston. Uh, hi, I own a 98 Honda Accent 1.3 liter. It's a carbureted. Really? I've grown really fond of it, though underpowered. It handles great. And, and is it worth buying an exact car for parts? About 500 euros, which is, I don't know what the exchange rate is. I think it's about like 900 bucks. So this is a 22-year-old car. Well, do you have a place to put it? Do you have a field to put it on? <laughs> I mean, if you're Justin Kramer buying a parts car, is great. It's probably still worth scrap. Are you living with your parents uh, and they don't want a junk car hanging around? It's really like, where are you at living wise? Is it going to be on the street? Are you going to be that guy who has a busted down car on the street? That's going to mm. be illegal. Are you going to have it in your backyard to be ugly? Or do you live out in the boonies where no one can actually see it? And I'm not talking about neighbors. Like I can see my neighbor's house here. We're talking about you can't see your neighbors. So if, if you can't see your neighbors and your neighbors can't see your busted down uh, accent, I'm guessing if you're, these are euros, so you're in somewhere that uses them, European Union. Someone in the chat says 500 euros is 585 US dollars, uh, 585 and 25 cents. Huh. So there you go. So we're, I think when we went to the UK, like the exchange rate was really in the favor of the uk i think it was almost double or something like that mm. anyway mm. good question i stink hello plain white cargo fan is the best best getaway car yeah that's true i suppose yeah because yeah, you can kind of blend in with the uh other plain like, white cargo van yeah like construction companies painters uh others you can stop the van and then if it like it would have nothing on it when you crimed and then when you're done when, on your way leaving criming you can have big rubber uh, uh, advertisements to like make the thing look different. Like mm. say, we're looking for a plain white van and here's a van with like a bunch of advertisements on it that are just big and rubber and you put it on the side Yeah, with like a phone number and everything. Like, huh. well, can't be that one. Flowers um, by Irene. <laughs> uh, Ninja Tanuki says, Seinfeld, let's go boys. So that's where we were. Oh, oh, the sign falling. Thank you for the donation. I appreciate it. I think after that point, just a few people just threw money at the, the, which is very nice, but I don't think we have any actual questions left. Um, other You're than right. to, Acoustic theory just says, please say poo. Not that I'm late to the party. It's that you scheduled the party at an inconvenient time for me. So there it is. Poo. And then acoustic theory again, just says, please have some more free money. Thank you. I Thank you so much. It. I'm going to F5 for freedom to confirm that this is the last one. It is 4.24 p.m. And I am eager to get out and drive the Falcon and just enjoy the weather. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and on land five is the last question. In the terms of stonks and dividends, go for CRF. Pays 20% annually. Huh. CRF? Is that a stock? CRF? What, what is that a symbol for? I don't know. CRF stock price. Who is CRF? Cornerstone Total Return Fund. Hmm. 
That's... Uh, is this like a causality company? Someone in the chat is saying he meant CRX, but <laughs> I don't man. 20%. No, it's, it's, it's just hovered around $10 for the past. Oh, the Amazon Prime oh, truck is coming by. Oh. It's steadily gone down over the past 10 years from $16 a share down to 10. So uh, I don't even know what they do. So what business are they in? Mm. They're New York Stock, New York Stock Exchange. I think, yeah, New York, not NASDAQ, not S&P. Uh, well, what kind of security this is? What do they do? Oh, their headquarters is Cincinnati. Right, Cornerstone Total Return. What kind of company are you? People, I'm not even looking at the chat. People are probably saying what this. <laughs> Cornerstone is a diversified closed-end management investment company. Like, that tells me shit. Okay, what do you manage? What don't we manage? The fund's investment objective is ca capital appreciation with current income as a secondary. I, it's, okay, this sounds shady. Like, if you can't say what it is you do, then I don't know what... Uh, Bloomberg. What does Bloomberg say? It's like a... Oh, it's just another stock. It's like juked my chronics. It's just, you know, <laughs> please invest in juked my chronics. All right. So whatever. Corvair review in the future, please, says Paul. Yeah, yeah. There is a guy waiting for us in Jersey with a black hard top. I've been meaning to do that. Uh, Matt KL says weed is about to become legal in PA. Well, you can get a weed card right now in PA. Yeah, but, but they mean like without medicinal or I mean without a doctor's note so essentially um wolf wants it to be for adult use cannabis like yeah. that which i mean i figured that's like written into the dna of any law that they would make about it because it's like obviously we're not handing out weed to kids um but i would imagine that would also include you know like uh from a recreational standpoint and also include stuff like edibles and all that other fun stuff out time um yeah long overdue because realistically right now you can just go to massachusetts and get it yeah and and it, they're realizing that they're leaving a bunch of money on the table so much money they could tax the shit out of this thing and be rolling Robert, in dough yeah, again I, I i live in the boondocks so people think it's a uh, well, this is the this is the this is the never-ending argument. So why waste time? Yeah. Uh, any closing thoughts? Um, none for me. Ultimately, I'm just going to be working. Eric Patterson on... says, "Remember Mammoth." I will always remember Mammoth. Of course, that is an education of all educations. <laughs> that is a watershed moment for me. Never underestimate edibles, even the smallest amount. Anyway. Yeah, I'm just going to keep uh, working on the RCR story about that uh, thing I can't talk about, mm -hmm. and it'll be good. I promise it'll be good. <laughs> That's all I can promise. I am going to drive the Falcon to, to the great American nowhere land and also it needs fuel. So that's it. Uh, uh, for Nick, oh, thank you for everybody who donated to on the Super Chats. You are fueling our travel budget and possibly also... Uh, Operation Dad Time, which is me buying just a beater, <laughs> a dad car, and just having it for a little while and who, doing who knows what with it. Uh, uh, thank you to everybody who donates to our Patreon. Yes. Uh, that is also our travel budget. 
and thank you to everybody who watches every single Monday. Uh, the next video is done, cut, and I have yet to upload it. I have to watch it once and make sure I didn't make some editing mistakes. And that's going to be going up on Monday. And uh, thank you for tuning into this. Anything else? Oh, nothing from me. Thank you so much, everybody. Uh, without you, none of this would be possible. And um, I will have this audio edited and up and available on iTunes either later tonight or early tomorrow. Um, it just depends on how long it takes for me to like cut and edit everything because I'm doing like multiple things right now. But uh, trust me, patience is rewarded. So just hang in there with me. It'll be available on iTunes, Spotify, wherever. Uh, so thank you so much for joining us. And I am Nick. I'm Brian. Have a great week, rest of your week and week after that, everybody. Yep. Bye-bye.